Hi guys and welcome to another episode of Tea Talks with Guru, where you get to listen to some pretty good book reviews while also learning more about one of the most famous beverages in the world, tea. I'm your host, Tex Guru, and our book for today is a lovely thriller-slash-horror-ish story that honestly had me at the edge of my seat for some parts. It honestly made me really happy that I started back reading a thriller and, you know, things with that element of mystery. And while it wasn't completely gruesome horror, I could still appreciate it. It was also in the sci-fi ge- um, genre, which I, I love sci-fi. Sci-fi was one of the first um, categories of books that I absolutely fell in love with. So it was really, really nice to um, get back into that. But anyway, first let's get our tea of the day. So today's tea is, bear with me, Rwandan Rukiri. Right. So it's strong. Uh, full-bodied liquor boost, malt and vegetal notes, uh, and those vegetal notes include tobacco, sweet pepper, um, typical of the Assamic cultivars, very fancy way of saying it's typical of that um, particular cultivation of the plant, I guess. There are also fine nuances of dried fruit, cocoa and spices, and it, that adds to its breakfast characteristic. So I'm guessing that it's recommended that this tea is, you know, um, you accompanied during your breakfast rather than lunch or dinner because it tastes better. So that's that. On to our book. So the book is Dead Silence by S.A. Barnes. As I said before, it falls into mystery, thriller, sci-fi, slight horror. So Dead Silence is at leagues into the future where interstellar travel is as common as it. And we start off in Verox's habilitation clinic because the start of the show, Claire is being accused of murdering her crew and pleading false insanity. I'm sure you're interested now. Anyway, so um, I'll just give you a brief synopsis of the book without spoiling too much. Hopefully just give you enough to make you want to read this book. So... Claire is the captain of the salvager ship. Uh, I think it's called Lena. Um, so the salvager ship. On it, it's Claire and four others hit crew. So there's Lordies, uh, who's basically in charge of communication. She's very good at it. Vole, who uh, basically is in charge of steering them on the correct course, following uh, whatever commands they get, that sort of thing. Kane, who is their resident medic. And then Nysos. Nysos is a whiz at computers, basically. He prefers them. Two people. Now, the five of them obviously have to be courteous to one another. They're in this enclosed space for months at a time, sometimes. And what's the interesting thing um, is to note that this, uh, it's when uh, Claire uh, goes back and remember, she has this flashback, it's actually their last trip. So... They're all well aware that after this, they're either going to maybe retire or go on to a new job. Um, but for Claire, it feels as if her world is ending. Because for so long, she she was orphaned, um, I believe. And for so long, she was alone. She was also the sole survivor on her um, colony. Because I believe they ran out of supplies or the air went bad or something. So, But she has had... Um, previous experience with seeing and hearing things, right? So 
she already thinks she may be a little off and that doesn't bode well for the uh, subsequent events that are going to occur. You understand what I'm saying in a bit. So like I said, it's five of them. They're all well aware this is their last trip. Now, whether luckily or rather unluckily with how this ends up, they find a signal from um, their out at the far reaches of um, their mapped routes and they get a signal and they know that it could be a false signal, probably mercenaries because of course they're mercenaries and thieves in space as well. Um, it could be mercenaries and they could uh, all end up trying, um, getting killed. It could be a signal from a ship that has, you know, been there for some time. It could just be uh, abandoned or it could actually be someone who needs help. Now, Claire seizes that opportunity to, you know, prolong her last trip for however um, much she can. And they end up going after the signal, despite the fact that uh, they'll miss their meeting point with their main ship so that they could go back. They only have enough rations, provisions, fuel for a certain number of time and this is going to be put this trip outside of their pre-planned route is going to really push the, their reserves to it's going to stretch it really reason now they do end up finding out where the signal is coming from and it com- it's coming from this luxury cruise liner called the aurora fun fact the aurora disappeared a couple decades ago it was just never seen again in space. It was very um, hyped up. People were looking forward to it. Many rich and famous people aborted it. And think of it like a very, you know, in the 16th century when um, people were very ostentatious with their dress, their clothing, their food. Uh, they didn't know the concept of zero waste at all. And they really overdid it. Think of that, but in space. So I think they were like, there were solid gold statues and um, diamond tap heads and all that kind of nonsense. So, uh, seeing the Aurora, Claire and Voler are well aware that there is a treasure trove to be found on that ship if they decide to prolong their pit stop. And Claire honestly wants to go out with a bang. She thinks that if she even collects some of the um, goods from on it, it'll be able to tide her over for a little bit. Vole, he's just, um, honestly, he's just seeing money signs. Um, but Lodi's and Kane are more apprehensive. Nysas doesn't really care, honestly. Um, I believe he's excited because some tech, uh, because there's something tech-related on it, but that's about it. Uh, oh, he was excited to hack into the Aurora's um, interface and see if he could get them in because it was known to be highly advanced and had really tight security because of the important people that were on board the ship. So, they've mixed degrees, mixed reactions, but ultimately, boarding the Aurora is what wins out among their small crew. So, they're well aware that there's a high probability that nobody survived, that they're walking into... Um, a mortuary, basically, because uh, no, they have no prior knowledge of what went on, um, nothing like that. They're just and they're just follow um, going by the rule of finders keepers, which is applicable even in space. 
so they decide to board it find out what happened maybe get snagger door number two and when they enter it is a bloodbath um you see a lot of evidence that passengers attacked one another crew attacked one another and they were really confused like what incited everybody to just suddenly you know attack one another kill one another and i believe they end up in the control room they see the recordings of the last um or the last recording on the ship before things went south and they see the second in command attempting to kill the captain and it's just a mess it's chaotic they have no idea what they're looking at but they recognize that they want to take the ship back to give um the family and any of those related to anybody who was on the ship and died they want to give them closure uh, another facet of that is that they want to lay claim to all the valuables on board so is it all the goodness of their heart no but can you understand where they're coming from after a little bit you really can um so they decide to lock themselves in the um aurora and guide it uh they landed lena in the pit in the um bay of aurora and they all gear up for a long couple of um hours to reach back to verax headquarters but not even a full 12 hours in and things go sort really quickly uh i think nice also lordy is one out of the two at the first today i believe it was lordy's of wallet i can't remember but yeah they just start dying really quickly they start hallucinating all of them and seeing things um that aren't really there what not and all of them are flabbergasted claire most of all because she in her head is thinking remember she had seen she had seen she was um tested and she had hallucinated before and what not and now she's thinking oh my god i'm losing it but everyone else around her is also hallucinating so she's not sure if she's hallucinating or if it's just something that's happening to everybody and they do end up dying claire ends up somehow returning to earth and i believe it was because kane um pushed her to do it the rest of them that was still alive pushed her to go ahead and um get back to earth get help or what not however when she reaches back on earth she is in a state um virox immediately looks to do a any kind of they look to just you know kind of decrease the number whatever um damaged their reputation of her lunatic act for the lack of better words has um and she recognizes that they're trying to cover something up um she also gets kind of betrayed in a sense because one of the supervisors for Virox Max I think his name is he um was with Claire since she was a little girl uh when her first colony met its demise and she was a sole survivor he ensured that she um you know was employed had all the finances she needed uh, he even got her a job at Virox so Virox kind of was Claire's life for a little bit and 
he um actually turns out to not be a good guy at all he's horrible you'll hate him by the end of the book so she actually ends up um being admitted into this kind of it's not a home for the age it's a home for like retired space people who maybe came back with ptsd or some other form of uh, mental trauma and they aren't fit for society despite their service and she talks with somebody she considered her hero and he encouraged her to you know go back out or whatnot and actually no wrong book i'm thinking of another book wow she ends up having like she does some soul searching actually and she realizes that if she she's gonna basically die there forgotten everything she accomplished and whatnot and she does not want that because there is a chance however small that some of her crew are alive and she owes it to them to you know get back there and whatnot so she begins her um planning for lack of better words this medication they give her that kind of keeps her loopy she starts finding ways are wrong actually taking it and whatnot and then max comes in they all um and they give her an ultimatum she can either do one last um trip i guess and carry them aboard the aurora go with them direct them to where things are because they do want to rec- um they want to salvage anything that has uh anything that can be linked back to virox and the whole team that they assemble has no idea what they're walking into basically um at the end you realize well they'll show you that there was this um device it's a box a black box and it emitted um a sound which I, the whole reasoning behind everybody going into and hallucinating and that was so interesting for me So this device basically emitted sounds on a frequency that disrupted um certain chemicals in your brain specifically the ones that allow you to differentiate between reality and well non-reality then and that was what induced hallucinations probably um and then you know by extension caused people to just descend into chaos and destruction so a horrible device to be certain um the good thing though i guess is that uh, Claire does end up surviving actually her and Kane though they're obviously significantly more traumatized um and Virox also had to give them harsh money in a sense because um the intent was to leave both Claire and Kane who she finds out when she does board the um Aurora with the rest of the uh people who are there the team uh the intention was to leave the remi- the remainders of the space crew there blow up the Aurora blame it on them blame it on Claire and her insanity or what not that was the story the original story they were going to spin however Claire managed to outwit them she escaped with Kane and the ending was actually really cute i guess um There were definitely a lot of room for improvements in the book for sure but this was the first time I saw such a idea the concept was very unique um especially that whole box emitting that kind of deadly sound wave thing loved it honestly loved it first time I saw it in a book actually 
Oh, well, first time I saw it in a book that wasn't like a fantasy or a um, purely based detective mystery kind of thing. It was integrated into thriller and horror, which I thought was really, really cool. But yeah, um, at the ending, you see Kane and Claire's planning to start up her own like um, company, salvaging company-ish, and she wants Kane on board with her because they recognize that civilian life isn't really for them. So it's kind of cute. Uh, honestly, nice. This is probably my favorite out of the five crew members. And in the entire book, I am sad we didn't get to see more of him. And I honestly didn't. I, I didn't really appreciate killing off most of the crew. The crew could have been bigger or like um, maybe three of them could have survived and then kill off one when Claire goes back so that it only um is only one of them she was able to save or whatnot kind of really bring in the impact but that's my writer side talking honestly the more painful it is the better the more views you'll get that's me anyway that's the end of this episode as always if you like the episode feel free to give me a follow at ttoxicudo on instagram and you can find this episode along with others on the acast platform which distributes to spotify apple Podcasts, and samsung Podcasts. Well, that's all for me, folks. Until next time, bye.